American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. All right. What is up, everybody? Uh, Summer is right around the corner. You know what that means. Uh, The temperatures are getting hotter. The sun is finally coming out here in Los Angeles. Orcas are attacking yachts. Demi Lovato's changed her pronouns again. And uh, I am ready uh, to bring on this week's guest. She was listening to the uh, Sounds of Santana on the way over here, and she shamed herself, and I was like, no, Santana's fine during the summer. It's, uh, you know her, uh, SNL cast member, alum. Uh, She is an author. She has a a children's book that just came out uh, recently. It's actually... It's for adults, their inner child. Inner child book. Yeah, does that make sense? Yes, it totally makes sense. Um, And she's also a very talented painter. I have one of her paintings framed in my apartment. (gasps) It is Melissa Villasenor! Hey, everyone! Great Uh, to be here. I'm so excited you're here. It's been a while. I feel like we've been trying to get you for a while. We've been trying, and then I've had some little troubles. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're like, my roof fell through. I'm like, oh, no. I had different Because of the rains. Yeah, the rains. There was bubbles yeah. in the wall, and I popped them. Uh, popped them. Pimple popper? Pimple poppers. Yep. That's a thing. If you Just popping, popping. If you have little pop-out pimple, I'm going to pop them. Ugh, I, I can't watch that show. Pimple, Dr. You know what? Pimple popper? I should probably watch it because I think I'd like it. I think you would like it, too. Yeah. I think you would like it too, but I'm so glad you're here. Me too. Um, we have so much to discuss. Okay. Um, because I am so excited. It is finally summer. Tomorrow, the 21st, is officially the first day of summer. Oh. It's the longest day of the year. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, it gets dark at like 9.30. I'm like, are we in Alaska? Oh, I love it. Good. Yeah. We need it. I know. I'm I'm finally finally ready to have just a cool non-covid LA summer. Me too. It's my favorite. Um but yeah, I mean, I wanted I'm I'm so glad you're here with us because last week we had a show together and I got to see you on stage. I've seen you on stage a couple times. I mean, we go way back, but yeah, like yeah. this is you're in this like phase of like back from SNL and like really getting on stage and letting the audience see you. Yeah. And I was sitting in the back with Ali Wong and and we were just mesmerized by you because you were just being so you and honest and open and unapologetic and 
Then I saw you in the hallway and you're like, can I do your podcast next week? And I was like, yes, yeah. it's happening. So, I mean, you were on SNL for six seasons mm-hmm. and you are now just getting on stage and letting everyone know what is life like afterwards? After. That's which the thing. A lot of people don't know. And it's, it's so, yeah, I like talking and writing about it. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. And I, I'm, I think I'm a, I don't know. There's a lot, to, a lot there. And I think it's fun to talk about the feeling of the unknown mm-hmm. after such a height. Like what, what do you, what else? And people are, are asking, well, what's next? And I'm like, Hey, I don't know. Yeah, no one but, knows what's but next. But it's just crazy that they're so, uh, I mean, anyway, it's a beautiful place to be. But I feel a lot calmer in my life. Yeah, because I mean, As I'm still kind of amazed that six years went by because <laughs> I'm I like, know. what? And I remember when you got it, when you got SNL, they were like, oh, she's the first Latina Yeah. Uh, a cast member and everyone was so happy for you and then of course everyone's like check her twitter <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and it's i mean you're so like can i have nuts. any joy please it's it's too that's the thing and it's frightening like, yeah how do you how does that's where i feel like you have to be so strong to be out there it's like all these people that want a lot of fame like are you sure are you sure you're ready yeah because <laughs> i don't know but I mean, like, what was that like? Like, a lot of people don't know what the audition process is like. I had Sherry you audition, O'Terry. Right? No, I, I have not. I I, I, I want for sure. I want to, but ugh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I would love to like submit a writing packet for it just to mm. see. But like the strike, the strike, I can't right oh, now. But man. I definitely would like to submit a writing packet. And I've just heard like stories and i'm like oh can i do that and i just don't think new york's a city for me that's another layer it's i like, know you want I can't, that city. i know <laughs> i know and i would watch like you guys like living in winter and i'm like i don't know if i could do that and the sun goes down by 3 30 absolutely not <laughs> and people put their trash on the streets and it's people trash. count rats and i'm like that's not i don't i can't do that <laughs> So, uh, and I remember like you, you like, so what, what was your audition process like in a well, nutshell? I mean, it, the first time I auditioned, I was 21. Uh huh. And then, you know, of course I didn't get it. I, I was, I suck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I submitted, you know, impression reels for a while and then. The summer I got it, it was actually for Al Madrigal had a showcase. Mm-hmm. And so I was in that and someone from SNL was there. And um, they saw my stand-up, which was great because I feel like that's where I'm comfy anyway. And those were the bits I wanted to share. And then they had me showcase again with whatever I wanted. It was mm-hmm. truly whatever I wanted. So then I, then they had me fly to New York and audition. That was the third time I was on that stage. And then um, I just did the... The things, the bits that make me feel like light up, truly. Let's, it, it wasn't like, oh, do these impressions, do what they wanted. It was whatever, what I really wanted and what I was proud of for myself. Mm-hmm. And so um, I got the show. And then, man, I mean, it was, oh, man. 
it was pretty wild to fly back and and have Lauren call me mm-hmm. when I got back in LA from like the meetings there. And uh, my brother picked me up from the airport and we were just crying and everything and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was it felt like I entered a dream. Yeah. Like I wasn't no I wasn't hearing it was a dreamland. I don't know. And I celebrated by watching Dunstan Checkson, you remember that movie? <laughs> With the orangutan? Yeah, yeah. Ah, that's a classic. And I had champagne <laughs> and pizza. <laughs> I'm sure some people rage, you yeah, know, on yeah. getting the job, but uh Yeah. Yeah. And then it was just another layer of yeah, like, whoa, that weekend I had to pack up and head out immediately. And do they get you do they put you up in the an hotel? Apartment? A hotel oh. until I find my apartment. And then you have to pay for your apartment. Yeah. Whew. And the broker fee was like 7000 for them to even unlock and open a door to show, you know. Yeah. And uh, I got a studio apartment in Midtown East. Um, not a nice... I mean, it was um, built... I mean, no sunlight if... Came through the one window I had. Oh, can't wait! Faced a wall, so yeah. I was. The first year was pretty like, oh, this is this is rough. Yeah. Um. But I think by the second year, I moved out to Brooklyn because my sister and brother lived there, and they're still there. They mm-hmm. love New York. They like Brooklyn and that energy. They're they're very much. I could see they they like that vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And so I moved near my sis because I'm really close to her, and she's a good cook, and uh, that was really soothing to be near her. And so by the second year, I started feeling better, and and I found my feet a little bit more, and and writers who knew my strengths. And so, yeah, then I started just having like nice golden moments that um, I wanted to share, whether it was impressions and then characters and singing and. yeah, and I just kind of felt after, the, you know, last season, if I thought of it like, do I want to go back with that anxiety every week of, like, coming up with ideas, hoping the writers like it, hoping no one else has written it already, that anxiety every week. I was, I don't, I was like, I don't think I could do it again. Yeah. I, I was... Um, Cause you left like I think I was just fighting too, trying too much, and it was it was I was I was tired of fighting. Yeah, in a way, not like physically, just mentally. Yeah. There was a full on full on fight battle Listen, royale in the hallways. <laughs> well, no, that's what everyone want. That's what everyone wanted to know, and that's what I was going to ask. Is like you left when like the big mass exodus happened. It was like I know, everyone. everyone left, and I think that's and here's I I don't know if you remember this or not, but it was like maybe two or three years ago. I saw you. We were in the main room and it was like over Christmas or over Christmas break and you had come back and it was like right before you were heading back to New York and I was and you were just you know you were just drained and I was like how is it how is everything and you were like we're all so tired and I'm like damn and you were just like yeah we're all just and you were really struggling with that you were like I don't know if this is it you know everyone was kind of like walking on eggshells around each other and 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 there was a lot of like maybe like whispers in the hallway or something but yeah you were you were like all right yeah i gotta show up and do the gig you know yeah and i tried i really i i I feel like you have to be built for something like that yeah i i I was like i think i'm too squishy 
and I want to go home. <laughs> You're a Charmello. What are those things? What's those, that? It's like those squishy pillows, small small mellows. What are they? I talked oh. about them last week. I don't know. They're like weird pillow. They're like beanie babies for this oh, generation. Nice. But I get that. It's like not only are you dealing with like this crazy hectic schedule. You talked about it on in, on stage where you were like you had this whole like Mickey Mouse character. Oh yeah, yeah. I did yeah. a Mickey update and it killed. And you're and they were like, well, we're not going. And it's not going on air. And you're like, what the hell? And yeah. I was still dressed as Mickey <laughs> in my dressing room, crying and mad. And I'm like, man, that's really funny. <laughs> oh well, I really thought it would make it. You know, I I felt like I really killed it and oh shit <laughs> make it get out of here you're never gonna make it in the city oh well oh jeez. but that's what i love about you is that you i feel like a lot of people would kind of put on this armor and just kind of move forward and just be like oh yeah i did it all right let's talk about this now you know what i mean but you actually get up there and you're like you 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 don't have that armor. You like being vulnerable. And it kind of shows everybody that you're like a real person, which is very weird in LA. Yeah. And yeah. and but it's also very relatable that you're like, yeah, I, I had six years of my life dedicated to this. I'm sure you've met like so many celebrities. Oh, man. You even said that it's like the dream job of a comic. Like I remember when I was a kid, I was like, oh my God, For I'm gonna get sure. on SNL. And then when you're done with it, you're like, Okay, you compared it to like what was it a um, an athlete? You're oh, like, well, Olympians. I won the gold. I won yeah, the gold they went medal. To the, so what next? Yeah, what do I want to do? It be able to be a teacher? Yeah, no, fuck that. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to it. I did. I, I so pay sweet. attention. You know, it's it's it, you know you you want to be there for your friends and yeah. you know and and I get it. I get it. it it's it's crazy because it's like I have auditioned for just for laughs for like. 10 years, yeah. and if you don't know what Just for Laughs is, it's the biggest festival in Montreal for comedy. And it got to the point where I was auditioning every year for new faces, new faces, and I never made it. And I'm just kind of like, what, what, the? what the hell am I doing wrong? You know, and I'm looking at the people who were getting it, and I'm just kind of like, okay. I mean, you get that ego and you get bruised and you get defensive and jealous and all all of it. We yeah. all do it. We're human. Yeah. And, you know, finally this year, they're like, do you want to go to Montreal? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> what you're took so, y'all so long? I'm so exhausted. I, yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> it's definitely that feeling of just like, just, well, if you insist, you know, and it's like I, I you know, I, I I I didn't audition for SNL, but I did audition for the Mad TV reboot, and I did a couple rounds of that, and I was like, yes, you know, I'm checking boxes, and I've got this, and I had amazing characters and all this stuff, and they were like, nope, and I'm like, what the hell? Like it's, but at the end of the day, everybody's journey is different, I know. and and I know. you just keep doing it, so yeah, and staying open because we don't know where the Magic arrives. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. did you have a, what was your favorite moment of SNL? I really, at last season, the last season I was there, I did my weekend update character, uh, Caesar, Cesar, based on, well, it was, it was Colin Joe's driver, uh, <laughs> 
but it was kind of loosely based on my uncle Caesar who had passed, who was my mm-hmm. favorite, our, our, just the best uncle. Mm-hmm. And he was always emotional and he would always grab all his, like he would pull one of us to the side, our niece or nephew, and he would be like, me, oh, I'm so proud of you. And he'd get emotional. And he would leave long voicemails just <laughs> saying how proud he was, just like, keep going, you know? So Aww. it was kind of like he was a mix of the the character. And I I felt just so happy that it was came from my family it came from love it came from silliness and it wasn't a celebrity impression mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that that I, I just thought that moment was so special mm-hmm. um but also you know i like doing my nickelback uh, dying miss With- gomez like <laughs> i i think because that was a stand-up bit and i was uh-huh. like that, that it was cool to just see the things come to life that were uh, stand up truly yeah stand yeah. up and from my brain like it wasn't and i'm proud to do impressions and mm-hmm. you know the dolly parton and gaga like th- those are amazing moments yeah of course felt so cool uh yeah and i i also just loved cracking up at i have a lot of great memories of laughing at table read like beck would crack me up so much um and does mukes i mean like everyone was so good there and i yeah. i just I loved when my face would just hurt from laughing so hard. And, oh, those are great. And I think um, I think a lot of them, they, they've messaged me. They were like, man, we really miss your laugh at the table. Like, Because it's, it's a cold table sometimes. Like, yeah. No one wants to laugh for the other people because they don't want their stuff to go or get picked. Really? It's kind of a little tough. Mean girls. Sometimes a little mean sometimes, yeah. but... If something really got me, I couldn't hold. I I wasn't gonna hold back my laugh. Well, no, it should be genuine. It's, it's, it's funny. Oh, there's what? nothing worse than doing like a, a table read and everyone's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. ew. Oh, and you're like, that's not funny. <laughs> Turn the page. <laughs> oh, it's just like, oh, stop it. It's the worst. Oh gosh. Well, we're glad you're back. And um, um me too. Did, what was your what was the worst moment? Did you have like just a moment? Uh, I mean, I felt like there was one episode where I was in the promo to promote the show and uh-huh. I wasn't in the episode at all. I thought that was so painful, so I left and went home. I was a little brat that night. Wait, but when you when you like you do when the you're promo, with the with the guests yeah, and you're like, hi, I'm so and so, and then by the night of Saturday, I wasn't in it at all, and I was like, I'm just gonna go home, and I didn't do good nights. <laughs> so wait, you were in the promo, yeah, but then not in the show at exactly. all. Exactly. Oh, it just things like that. Yeah. I was like, oof, this really hurts. That's a gut punch. A little bit, well, but it's. You know, I feel like there was, I mean, so many lessons for me. I felt like I needed to learn of, of sharing, being on a team, and, and knowing it's not fair and it's okay. Like, you have to just go with it. Mm-hmm. I think with stand-up, it's all like, oh, anything I want all the time. But right. learning how to share, it's it's a good lesson. And New York is about sharing, too. Your it space. Is? Yes. Oh. Because there's so many people, you're... you're you're literally in the, I mean, the tra- subway, you're near all <sighs> the strangers. So you're sharing every, it's so much sharing. <sighs> and I, I had, I mean, I came from here, so where there's so much space and yeah, all me, you know, you know, and over there, I think I learned some good lessons of humbling and sharing grass and, <laughs> you know, no, I mean like at yeah. a park or something, uh-huh. you know, or sharing a table. Yeah. 
want to. I don't want it. I don't. I my 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 Texas heart and head are like she means well. She knows what she's talking about, Justin. No, she, and my LA. She knows. She knows. This is what we've been telling you. But like my LA is just like, oh, get away from me. Oh God, I couldn't do. It. Melissa means well. Listen to her. It's That's summer. Right. American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, you're from Texas. Uh-huh. Wait, what What area? San Antonio. Oh, that's beautiful there. It's my favorite. I need to get back. I want to go back there because it, like, I love that river walk. Oh, it's the best. The food. It, it's pretty. Fiesta, Texas. Uh, the Alamo. The Alamo. I mean, yes, of course I do. Bye I was. Bye. That was like the first movie that I was like, oh my god, it's I'm here? in this movie. Yeah, you ever have like those moments where like I've been there. I know. Yeah, like it's here, cool. here in LA, you're like, yeah. like you're not watching The Idol on HBO. I I'm know. sorry, I, Max. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Oh, oh, please do because okay. it is just trash now. I didn't want. I don't want to talk about it much, just because it, no, you yeah. have to see it. Okay, but you go ahead. Okay. I don't care about spoilers or anything. No, 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 no. There's nothing to spoil oh, in okay. this show. This show is rotten. <laughs> All right. So there's nothing to spoil. But it's like they they're in a car and they drive by the you know the little stripper place on Sunset with the like neon. It's right by. It's like the live nude girls on Sunset. It has like the weird oh. fountain. Doesn't work. Uh-huh. And it's like across from like Pink Taco and they're driving down it and they're like yeah. <laughs> out of the convertible. I'm like, nobody does this. But it's like that. I'm like, I know where that is. I think yeah. I know that place. Yeah, yeah. You see these places in LA and you're like, oh yeah, I know. That's on like Fountain and you know. Um, but it is just so bad. It's episode three and it is just vulgar at this point. Not Madonna, Sam Smith, vulgar. Just, it's just trash. There's no, I don't know what the storyline is. It's just become this like. Probably like a cult thing where it's now people watch it to make fun of. Yes. It's, people are calling it and comparing it to Showgirls. The Weeknd has already said that he's not doing a a second season. (laughs) He knew. He knew. He knew he needed to take some weekday classes instead of the weekend classes at at the Groundlings. It's just not, it's just so, like the first five seconds of the latest episode is her getting orally satisfied in the backseat of a car convertible driving down Sunset with her assistant driving the convertible, looking in the rear view mirror like... (laughs) 
Jocelyn. <laughs> it's so weird. And then she gets hit by a, a hairbrush. They beat her with a hairbrush um, in front of a group of people who have now moved into her house, kind of like the Manson family. She's a pop star, and she just doesn't have a hit yet. And yeah, they're like, oh, you have trauma? What, with your mom? Your mom used to beat you? And she's like, yeah, but then she died of cancer. And they're like, go get the brush. Let's beat her and get her inspired <laughs> again. And you're like, what am I watching? Whoa. It's so, it's so much. So I had to take Sounds a break. juicy. I had to take a break from that and then watch The Curious Case of Natalia Grace, which is a documentary on Netflix about a small girl. Do you remember the movie Orphan? With they're like, there's something wrong with Esther, not Pavitsky, but okay, Esther yeah. the orphan. But there is something wrong with Esther. No, um, <laughs> so this family adopts this like dwarf from the Ukraine, mm-hmm. and they're like, I don't think she's six, I think she's 22. And oh, yeah, wait, yeah, I feel like I did see this. And I watch it's like a six part series. The dad is clearly gay, I'm saying, because uh-huh. he's just like, oh. Let me tell you about Natalia, girl. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> wait a minute. The mom is like this like crazy, um, I don't know. She's sending like nudes out to people and stuff like that. And so they're trying to, we don't really know what happened. I heard there's a second season, but the part that got me would be like, we were in our bed one night and Natalia would show up at the end of our bed and we'd wake up and she'd be holding a knife. And we'd be like, Natalia? What are you doing? And she'd be like, I'm going to kill you both in your sleep. And they're like, Natalia, go back to bed. We'll see you in the morning. And I'm like, I'm sorry. If I woke up to that, I'd be tossing you off of a boat. Like, yeah, we get on the boat, we drive out in the sea, and I just, there you go, a little dumpling in the soup, you know, <laughs> like, uh uh-uh. uh. But a lot of people are like, you have to watch The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. Where, where, where is this on? It's on Netflix, I okay. believe. It's really interesting and fun. Like, they got her at, like, some weird... What the... Not an orphanage. They just went to, like, Florida because they wanted another kid. And she, like, showed up and she was six but knew, like, full English but didn't know any Ukrainian at all. And, yeah, it's Whoa. it's it's pretty fascinating. Okay. It's And, yeah, then they, they tried to get rid of her and then, like, all the neighbors hated her because she wasn't, like, taking showers. Like, the family put her in a apartment... They re-aged her, like some court was just like, oh yeah, she's 22 now. But she could have been like nine at the time. So then they're like leaving a minor unattended. And so it's real, it's real tricky and weird. And then they go to court and like, it's weird. Just watch it. Let me know what you think. Have you seen any of the new Black Mirrors at all? Oh, there's new ones? The new ones. Yes, there's five new ones. Five new ones. They're great. Okay. The best one so far, in my opinion, um, I haven't seen the last one, but the best one that I saw was Beyond the Sea with Aaron Paul and Josh Hartnett, who, by the way, Josh Hartnett can still get it. I believe it. Oh, he's like. I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah. But good for him. He's so hot. boy. He's like 44 years old and like, dad, like so hot. uh, Yeah. Beyond the Sea is so great. Um, Jonah's Awful is good. Um, but yes, I, I I hope everyone's caught up and watching the Black Mirror series. If you haven't watched it, it's a great summer spooky series. Ooh. But 
Let's get into some topics, shall we? All right, let's do it. All right, Yay. yes, I'm so excited because the first, you know, summer's here. Yes. And it's getting hot, so people want to get their summer bodies ready. Summer, summer, so this summer, headline summer. is about a, um, a uh, this man who was kicked out of a gym just trying to get his fit on. His name was Toby Addison, and uh -huh. he call, he recalls the mortifying moment years prior when he was kicked out of the gym for creepily staring at a woman. Um, however, the uh, twist is, is that he was blind. <laughs> so <laughs> this guy shares his life as a blind person on his TikTok and uh, says he was minding his own business during a workout when he heard a woman say, oh, do you like the view? <laughs> Obviously, I don't really know what I'm looking at a lot of the time. He was just staring right ahead, and unfortunately, there was a woman doing some exercises, and the psychology and counseling student was shocked when he realized she had come over to talk to him, adding that he obviously didn't know what kind of exercises she was doing. So he's at a gym, Aww. minding his own business. This girl's like, oh, do you like what you see? Uh -huh. That's how you hear her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, what? And she got him thrown out of a gym for being blind. Well, no, for thinking that he was aggressively staring. But here's the thing. If I'm, if I, if I say, yeah. say you're staring at me, uh -huh. which I've, I've done that. I actually did it at the pride parade. I was going to work out, pretend work out the scene. Go yeah. ahead. Though. No, I did it at the pride parade this past weekend. I was marching with Amazon Yeah. and this woman looks over at me and she's like, and I looked at her and I'm like, you know, you have that connection of like, do I know you? Right, right. Have I seen you before? What's the name? Like, I'm going through all of the things, right? And I just go. She looks over and she's waving at the person behind me. And there's nothing more mortifying than that. Because oh, then you're like. Oh, right. You're like, right. Oh, oh. You're like, you try to like deflect. You're like, that didn't happen. I hope no one saw that. <laughs> So, I mean, I just think that's kind of a a, a mortifying thing. Because I wonder what, like, went on in her head. Right. Like, this man keeps staring at me. Ma'am, he's blind. I'm going to go do more lats. Well, I don't understand. <laughs> so, was he working with his trainer? Mm-mm. Oh, he was just working out. Yeah, I think he was just, yeah. I feel like you could kind of tell. Can you? Um... <laughs> <laughs> How? How? I don't know. If you're moving around, maybe trial it out. Do you think he had a stick? No, or, no. Because I mean, he can't have glasses. I mean, I guess he could. So listen, uh, no, this but, is this I, is what he says. He goes, "There's a bit. Of, there's a bit of culture around uh, gym creeps. The active gym goer knows his eyes tend to stare into the distance. Sometimes when he's concentrating on something. Hence, why the woman probably thought he was staring. I don't really know where I'm looking at a lot of the time, unless I'm talking to someone like I know that I am talking to. So I'm trying to look in your direction." Addison said the woman told him to shut up, then went and got the manager who asked him to leave. Jesus. I feel like, I mean, if someone's checking me out at the gym, I'd freaking love it. I mean, you're there. <laughs> if you're there, you're kind of there to, I don't know. What do you go to the gym for, Melissa? No, no. You know what? I don't. Never mind. <laughs> Well, I hope that he's okay. I think he's fine. I'm sure she looked like a bigger asshole afterwards. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. For if sure, I was the sure. manager, you'd be like, he's blind. I've done that with a hearing impaired person before, and it's 
awful. And it stuck with me to this day where I didn't know this was back in like. Like doing a show or something? No, this was like in college. And it was like the semester where the. the um, what are, like the second semester recruits come in to the department, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, I'm new this semester, you know? So I'm like trying to meet everybody and I'm talking to this girl and, you know, I was a kid back then, you know? And so I'm like, oh, hello, I'm Justin, what's your name? And she was hearing impaired and had that, you know, the voice. And I was like, oh my God, that's so crazy. I can do that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well. And then the next class we're in, um, our teacher is taught or our professor is talking and she's like, oh, and we have a new student da, 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 da. and she can hear her. So I'm like, maybe she's not. And then I realize she has like a small microphone on uh-huh. and she starts like doing sign language. And I'm like, oh, my God, Justin. But it's a, it's part I was of- mortified. I and I immediately afterwards was just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I would say hello to her. And every time I did, she. She was not having it. She was like, mm. she kept doing this a lot, which I don't know what that means in sign language, but um, oh. <laughs> but yeah, it's <laughs> like, oh, she's using her middle finger a lot. I guess that means hello, but yes, I could, I ugh. that stuck with me for like twenty I, years. It would for me. I get it. That, yeah, so hopefully okay. she's like, oh my god, I got a blind person kicked out of the gym. Ah, oh, this this man just thinks I'm a ten. Ah. Oh. leave me alone i'm just trying to work out well this is my vibe for the summer last year was coastal grandmother which was my vibe wait wait hold up sit again coastal grandmother a coastal grandmother was like the trend of the summer where it's just like people being comfortable like diane keaton like you're just gonna grab a book with like a chardonnay oh well sauvignon blanc uh, for me yeah yeah and just go by the beach and just okay so what's this summer sit in a hammock the hammock? Like, yeah, like a hammock, like a. I like that. Reminisce about an old war, you know. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that was that was the jam last year. Now it's coastal cowgirl this year. Okay. Which is like, beachy Coachella cowgirls. You know what? I feel that. I, you do? I like I. I well, I'm a. I love like embroidery, yeah. flower, yeah. roses on mm-hmm. clothes and stuff. So I, I'm with that. Yeah, but with a pair of boots. Ooh. Yeah, pair of boots, maybe a like a, a hat, and just That's your go to the beach. Ooh, I like it's like Coachella that. by the beach. Okay. But now, uh-huh. Cameron Diaz is changing this all up because now she's doing her own thing because I want to be so rich that I have not one but two fridges, okay? Yeah. And Cameron Diaz has flaunted her fridge online filled with nothing but salad and white wine. Oh, I have never been more turned on in my life. Oh, it turned you on. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> Does it not you? No. Uh, it's I want to see some. It's just filled with salad and bottles of her own wine, Aveline wine, oh. which I, Cameron, if you're listening, I will gladly sample a bottle of Aveline wine. So she says, when it comes to meals in the summertime, I'm always craving something that's like fresh and easy. And I love a great salad. I love a good salad. I do too. And it, and it has to have a crunch. Ooh, uh, yeah. It has, I hate a warm salad. Can't do a warm salad. Mm, like a like, hot salad? I like the Harvest Bowl at Sweet Green. What's that? Is, is that it's one with brown like... rice and kale and oh, apple okay. and stuff? Yeah, I get yeah. it. 
it's meant to be, but I need a crunch. Like a, like a lettuce almond, crunch? No, okay. like an almond or a fried, the quinoa, something like that goes a little. So it's like there's some fun. Like the, the, like the, like the wonton noodles yes, or something? Yes, like a, yeah, the Are you a mandarin salad. orange in your salad, girl? Sure. If it's a Chinese chicken salad, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't have too many tangerine stuff because I get acid reflux. Oh, Prilosec helps. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but she also says um, uh, she announced that she has partnered with Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop brand, of course, oh. to create my perfect, delicious, crunchy salad, which she says is full See? of so many great textures and flavors. Wow. Look at that. I mean, that does uh, look, it looks refreshing. Yeah, it does. That is a summer goal. God, she says she's so excited to team up with Goop Kitchen to release my favorite summer salad with pairs with her Aveline Sauvignon Blanc. It's Blanc, God. It's full of big flavors and crunch with crisp gem lettuce, sweet and spicy mango slaw, crunchy snow peas, carrots, cucumbers, fresh herbs, avocado slices, and served with a side of puffed rice. What's puffed rice? Puffed rice, you know, like a rice cake. Cute. Candied cashews and Goop certified clean <laughs> cashew vinaigrette. I just saw a little rice character in my mind that's really buff. He's like, I'm, I'm a rice puff. <laughs> I mean, but I'm like highly aroused right now. Oh my God, that looks great. Right? Wait, candied candied pecans or walnuts? Ooh, oh. don't get me. Oh, that I looks know. Oh, that looks uh-huh. good. Uh-huh, see? Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. I'm in. I'm we in. We are here for the salad. Wow. That's what I want. I want to just like... Like, I want, like, a good salad restaurant. What did you say? Sweet, sweet Greens? Sweet Green or Mendo is but good. But Sweet Greens has the worst service. Oh, just pick it up. No, like, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so order, many options now. I want to be present in the moment when I'm ordering my salad. <laughs> like, the waiters and, and, like, the staff are just like, yeah, what do you want? I'm like, come on, mix it up. Come on. Tender Greens, like, they closed down because they had rats. And I was like, what is this, New York? Oh, um, did they really? Yeah, the one on Santa Monica co- totally closed because they had, like, rat droppings. And they're like, mmm, these cranberries are great. They're not cranberries. Ew. Yeah. So, yes, I am all about it. I'm, I'm just having wine and salad. I bet that's, like, really good for you. Do you like white wine? Oh, yeah. Mm. See, I like a cold white wine. I get headaches from that. You get but headaches from But I like from red, red wine. Ooh, cold red. Ooh, sangria. Sangria yeah. is really good. That is a really good one. I would like to I also a like sangria. I also like a good, just, like, a dark red wine with, like, if I'm eating, like, steak. Or pasta. Or pasta, like a good cab. Yeah. I have a decanter at home that I'm just like, oh, oh. yeah. Have you noticed that I'm going through my white wine era here at yeah. the comedy store? Everyone's always asking me, they're like, why are you drinking wine? And I'm like, because it's great. <laughs> and it's cold and it's refreshing. And I can have like two glasses and be okay. Oh, that's good. I get yeah. a buzz after one cup. Really? Of wine? Oh, yeah, yeah. You have a low tolerance, huh? I just don't drink much. Yeah, neither do I. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now. Kylie Minogue. I have to ask you this question. Mm. Do you know Padam Padam? No. What? (laughs) I told you. I've Mm. been out of the loop ever since I left SNL. No pop culture for me. At all? I really haven't been. Here's what we're going to do. I've been listening to CCR. 
I've been I've been picking weeds and washing my Jeep. I really have not. You know been... what goes really good with picking weeds <laughs> and washing your Jeep? Wine. Padam padam and okay. wine. All right. I'm all going right. to fix you. All right. This is what's happening after this podcast. I'm going to be sending you the song of the summer. All right. And before you got here, I asked my producer John. I said, John, I need to know: Do straight people know this song? Absolutely not. How? I only know it because we spoke about it and I was like, I have to hear what he's talking about. And I was like, this is terrible. It has literally been number one on the charts for four weeks now. She's the only artist, Kylie Minogue is the only artist in history. Uh, I'm sorry, she's one of four artists in history, female artists that have had a number one single in five decades. So anyways, she has a song of the summer. It's called Padam Padam. It's gone viral. Um, What's that mean? Padam padam. It's the sound of your heart. Padam padam. Oh, okay. But it, like when I first heard I it, I was go, like, "What is?" I, I think mine sounds dun dun. That's the Latina version. <laughs> <laughs> what is it again? Dun 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 dun. I hear it and I know. Oh my god! You should totally. I'm gonna send you the song. You okay, have to okay. make the Latina version All of right. it. But it is like sweeping the nation. She's announced that she's going to do like a, uh, a a U.S. tour. I mean, she is just killing it. It is its own. People keep sending me memes and 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 and. Um, there was a guy. I don't even know exactly where it was. I think it might have been. It, it was either in Spain or something. There was a guy playing the saxophone on the streets to it. Like it's everywhere. Oh. It's a song of the summer. Um, I just had to ask if people, if straight people knew this because I came out to this song at the improv on Saturday night and I was like, come on guys. And they were like, mm. and I'm like, oh God, is this like a gay silent dog whistle that only we hear? <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like, put on, put on comes on and we're like, and the straight wow. people are like, what is it? What do you see? And you're like. Can you not hear that? No. It's like the Jumanji board game only yes. the kids hear it. Padam? Padam, padam? Yes. So I had to ask you. I was like, do you not? And you're like, I don't know. John doesn't know. So straight people, get it together. This is it's Pride Month. If you Can you it. sing it for us? Who? You want me to sing it? Yeah. <clears throat> I... Didn't prepare myself for this. Oh, okay. Put um, put um, I hear it and I know. Put um, put um, I know you wanna take me home. Put um, and take off all my clothes. Put um, it's 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 got this like hey feel to oh. it. It's bubbly, yeah, and okay. it's it's way fun. All right. Um, but yeah, I just <laughs> had to know because it was driving me insane. Yeah, wow. Um, oh. But now you're gonna know, and you're gonna be like, "Glad she's back. She's fun." Oh God, she it's honestly got cool. on her um social media, and she's like, "I had no idea this was gonna happen." She's like, "I haven't felt this way since Can't Get You Out of My Head wow. came out, like in the early 2000s." La, la, la. Yeah, you know that, that one, right? Huge. La, 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 and that song you couldn't get out of your. Oh, head. I know. Yeah, and now she's back, and she's just killing it. Her. All right. What do we have next? Oh, Father's Day. Jennifer Lopez oh. turns up the heat on Father's Day with a risque shirtless snap of Ben Affleck. I didn't know he had shoulder tats. Oh, yeah. He's got a full on Phoenix back tattoo. Oh, I love that. You do? Oh, I love that. I tattoos. think you're the only person who does. 
the shoulders kind of look like sleeves. They look like little yeah. tiny sleeves. But I mean, but... I'm not going to lie. He looks hot. Oh, he looks good. Yeah, he looks great. And right, Ben. Yeah, he looks good. He looks good. So she put this up on um, her social media for Father's Day, and she yeah. wrote, "You see, you see, Ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's there. And I, I, I took that photo. He didn't know it was a candid. Yeah, he was just looking off in the distance. And I thought, oh, babe, stay there, stay freeze. Mm-hmm. Got it. No, my phone doesn't make that sound. I just did it. I did a little sound for the camera." <laughs> So she she posts this and she wrote the caption Daddy Appreciation Post, which I'm like, okay. But then she got into some trouble because it's J-Lo. She always gets in trouble for doing stuff. Wait, she's, this is a, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Dude, I was going to say, because she's oh, like, I know why. Yeah, she I did didn't this. post a picture or of, any of Mark Anthony, who is the father of her actual children. Well, because Mark, you know, <laughs> he's a little guy. <laughs> I brought back this J-Lo bit in my stand-up because uh, I thought about she's, you know, I did that hoop sketch with her. Uh-huh. And I thought of, like, I imagine she has a, a closet full of her hoop earrings. She does. And she's like, mm, these hoops are from Puffy. Mm-hmm. She goes through all of them. Uh-huh. Like, these are from Mark. Mark. The father of my kids. Such a skinny little guy. <laughs> He's got to stop smoking cigarettes. He does, doesn't he? I think he does <laughs> no, smoke. I don't oh. know. But anyway, I was just... That's oh, I thought I thought the problem was going to be that there's no photos of the kids. Or no, it's that Mark Anthony. She's saying like Happy Daddy's Day, Happy Father's Day to Ben Affleck, but Mark Anthony is the father of her kids. But Mark Anthony was busy, everyone, because he just had his wife just had a baby on Father's Day. So it's like it balances out, I mm. think. But also the scandal was that that was actually a nude that was sent to J Lo. And she like cropped it and put it up. How do you know this? Because if you look at the picture, and I've only looked at it like maybe twice, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can see. Oh, the little, uh-huh. the, the little, uh, uh-huh. what's that called? Happy trail, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, it's like, it could be, I don't know, that could be underwear, the, the like elastic right there, but I don't think it I is. Think I think he's shadow. naked. Because they're saying that he took that picture and, like, sent it to her. And oh, I'm like, I could see that because the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, baby, I miss you. Here's my dong. <laughs> I think that's what Ben Affleck would do. <laughs> you know? That's the word dong made me laugh. I love the word dong. That's a good one. But, yeah, he's hot. I say go for it. But, of course, everyone's like, how dare you? Mark it's, Anthony. It's, I'm like, whatever. watch your own you're, kids. Yeah, yeah. You're now, good. this story uh, broke yesterday. Okay. Do you know who BB Rexa is? Y- yes. Oh, yes. you do. Yes. Okay. I think she had I, that good song, a dance with the dance like a. Oh, never mind. She what? well, no, no, no. Go on because I honestly I watched a video yesterday, and I have been very that person, and I'm apologizing right now to BB Rexa because I was that person. I was like, "Who's BB Rexa? Whatever. Why are we trying to make BB Rexa happen?" Until I realized that BB Rexa has been doing this for so long. She wrote um, Hey Mama. That was um, 
um, with Nicki Minaj and like David Guetta that came out. I am the one. Hey, mama, mama, hey, mama, mama. She's a big songwriter. She wrote Monster with uh, Eminem and Rihanna. Oh, wow. I'm friends with the monster. Yeah, that one. And um, a couple Britney songs. So she's been doing it and they've just been like cutting her out of the songs and credits. So she's finally having her moment. Um, she has a song um, right now that is, um, uh, I can't remember the title of it, but it samples Eiffel 65's I'm Blue. Um, oh, was that her? Yeah. So she. I didn't like that cover, but go on. I mean, it, yeah, it's but okay. it, it works. It's uh, fun. She's having the moment. Yeah, but yeah, she no. just yeah, yeah. sold out a, oh, that's what it's called. I'm good. It's called I'm Good uh, Blue. Um, and she just sold out her New York City concert. Mm -hmm. Where at the very end of the concert, you see video of her getting hit in the face oh, with a phone. Someone threw their phone and hit her in Oof. the face. And she falls to the ground and she releases this um, picture. She had to get three stitches in her eyes wow. or uh, right above her eyelid, rather. Oof. She has a black eye. She's like, Jesus, really? So... Of course, everybody's like, why would you do this? They arrested the guy, and it wasn't that hard because they just tracked the owner of the phone. For sure. Easy. And they arrested the guy, and they asked him, why did you throw your phone at BB Rexa and hit her in the face? And you know what he said? What? What? <laughs> he said, I thought it would be funny. And you know why he thought it would be funny? Because he saw it on TikTok, because it was a trend on TikTok. So that's where we're at. Um, and I think it's really sad. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, TikToks. Oh, and she's been dealing with all of this stuff. She's got PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. It's something she's been struggling with. And so finally, she's feeling comfortable because she's gained a lot of weight and her weight's been fluctuating. She's been working on herself. And then she gets up on stage and gets bam, hit with an iPhone 14. Like, I just think it's really, really sad. Um, she's going to be okay, but, um, it really made me angry and I'm like, you're, you're ruining, people are ruining fun. And I see videos of like this. You'll see like Beyonce, you'll see pink. You see all these like celebrities, like having their concerts and they're like, Hey, 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 no, cut that shit out or a dot. Like they're like breaking up fights in their shows. Um, Becky Robinson, friend of ours. Yeah. I just saw a video yesterday of her where she gets hit in the face with a white claw. Some woman threw no her way. white claw and hit her in the face with it. Oh, She's okay. Man. But I'm like, I don't understand what people are doing. Maybe it, maybe it was the same TikTok trend where they're like, maybe let's hit people in the face. Have you ever had any crazy... I don't feel like you've had no, to deal with crazy think, people I in your shows. My fans are real, real sweet. Mm -hmm. and, and thankfully they're... But I, I don't know. No, yeah, thankfully not mine. But but I think that like bugs me. It really does. And like Saturday, there was a there was a, Annie Letterman was on stage, and there was like these two people in the front row that were just like drunk and talking. They had to like kick them out. And I'm just like, God, just get it together or don't come out. That's it. 
I'm just saying, our thoughts are with Bibi Rexha. Yes, Bibi Rexha. <laughs> I know. Be well. Uh, and I identify be, be as well. the Bibi Rexha of comedy because she's been going, she's been proving herself year after year after year after year. And it's like, God, of course she has this moment and then a phone gets thrown at her face. Aww. So anyways, um, let's talk about drinking. We talked about wine. Now I want to talk about this. Americans are now drinking as much alcohol as they did in the Civil War days. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> the average American drinks 60% more hard liquor now than in the mid-1990s, an unheralded surge in spirit consumption that signals changing tastes in alcohol. Americans are drinking more wine, too. Mm -hmm. See? 50% more per mm -hmm. person since 1995. Um, and half of that is in Cameron Diaz's fridge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, the average American consumed 2.51 gallons of ethanol. How do they know that? The alcohol in wine, beer, and spirits in 21, 2021 rather, compared to 2.15 gallons in 1995. Um, so apparently this, this, uh, the alcohol consumption has risen and fallen dramatically across the decades. The average person drank 2.5 gallons of alcohol in the year 1860 at Whoa. the brink of the Civil War, one gallon in 1934 at the repeal of Prohibition, 2.3 gallons in 1945 at the close of World War II, and 2.8 in 1980 when modern-day drinking reached a historic peak. So, yeah. I get it. A national campaign against drunken driving and underage drinking pushed alcohol consumption to a historic low in 1995, and the decades since, the figure has crept quietly back up. So, yeah. I like how that chart has spirits. Spirits. <laughs> it just sounds cuter. We can't tell you which ones, but but when I think of Civil War, I think of, like, moonshine. I think of, like, yeah. weird fermented uh, fruit in the sun. What's that one? Sarsaparilla. What that? that <laughs> Strong licorice one. Is that the moonshine that I'm thinking of? Oh, no, 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 no. You're um, thinking of, um, oh, oh, oh. You know what I'm talking about? It tastes like licorice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very strong. Well, anyway. Is it like a, because what's the one that tastes like licorice? It's like from Greece. That's like um, Ozu. It's like a white liqueur. It tastes like black jelly beans. Yeah. But I think you're thinking of like sarsaparilla or sassafras or some weird. Something like that. But I get it. The world's on fire. Drink up. <laughs> That's true. It is crazy. Now, um, I want to talk about this because this came out this week. Lady Gaga has been slammed over a cringy ad for migraine drugs. Um you don't need money this badly, people are saying. Now, uh, she is the newest, um, what is it called? A uh, Spokesperson? Spokesperson, thank you. She's the newest spokesperson after the talented Khloe Kardashian to endorse Nertek, which is a migraine. Nertek. Um, which It sounds nerdy, doesn't it? So the singer's paid partnership with the pharmaceutical giant was met with harsh response from fans who slammed the cringy ad and accused Lady Gaga of selling out for money. Girl, what the hell happened to you that you're like this and care about money the way and nothing else anymore? Not the person who used to say, I fucking hate money in 2009. Whoop, bloop. Uh, what, WTF is wrong with this account? Where is Gaga? Who's doing this? Where's our mother monster? Uh, well, she goes by Mother Nurtech now. Um, but I, I, you know, I get it. 
here's a, here, this, this quote's actually pretty interesting. She said, they said, healthcare is a human right, not a commodity to exploit for the sake, greed, and wealth. I know you are compassionate, intelligent, and thoughtful. I hope you will show that through the ways you use your platform and privilege moving forward. This ain't it. I hate when they write, this ain't it. This ain't it. <sighs> this ain't it. But also, But also, can she not do... Let's see. Oh, this is new. She was also called out for not posting about Pride Month on her social media. She is a big... Um... But I mean, I know several people who haven't posted about Pride Month on their social media. I'm not going to name names, but they know who they are. I didn't post. I didn't name names. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, but I mean, I feel like there's a lot of people who speak up for yeah. the gay community and, you know, who, who, who are like, oh, my God, you know, Lady Gaga, like, I'm sorry, but like the gays made her. She sure. is who she is because of the gays. And, um, you know, Madonna is one of those two. Kylie Minogue is one of those as well. Um, right. Tons of it. Or it's like, you know, this Lady Gaga started off as like this weird misfit character. Yeah. Remember? And she was like, For my sure. disco stick. And we were like, what the fuck? But we love it. You know, <laughs> my disco stick. <laughs> we're like, what's a disco stick? I don't know, but I'm here for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess now it's like she hasn't done a pride post. Um and she's now doing migraine commercials. But I watched the commercial before okay. um, you got here. Uh-huh. We noticed that she is like playing the piano. We're yeah. going to assume it's like shallow. Yeah. And they're not playing the song because they can't afford the actual song. They're like, we can pay her, but we can't pay for the song as well. But I, I say, yeah, if you're, I don't know. I don't know. Do you suffer from migraines? Man, I used to, actually. But I mean, I, what do you do if you suffer from a migraine? Man, I, I mean, I would have to turn off all the lights and put some ice on my head. And that's I mean, it? mine weren't that bad, I will say. But I, I would have some pretty bad headaches where it was, it felt like a sharp, I don't know. But if but Lady I, Gaga was like, oh. girl, take some Nurtec. <laughs> Would you be like, Lady Gaga's right? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I would expect Khloe Kardashian to be doing migraine ads and not Lady Gaga. I get it. Get your check. Get your money. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to say this ain't it. Because this it, ain't it. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. So I say mm. get your check, but whatever. Lady Gaga. We're waiting on that pride post. You got yeah. You got a couple days. You got ten days, nine days. This comes out tomorrow. You got nine days, or the gays will cancel you. <laughs> no, they won't. <laughs> um, here's a an interesting story. This reminds me of your your nickel bag sketch. <laughs> I saw this one, and actually, some a fan did message me. She was like, "This reminds me of Diamond Gomez." <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. So did you did you read the initial the first article? So this whole this whole article was like this woman dies and they're having her funeral and she wakes up and she's like, Ay Dios mio. And, and everyone freaks out. <laughs> and then she died again. So Wait, what? Yeah. Is there is there a proof or 
Yeah, you know let's that... read a little bit of the story. So okay. this woman is in Ecuador. She previously discovered to be alive in her coffin at her own wake has now actually passed away. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, she was 76. She died Friday afternoon after spending a week hospitalizing critical care in the coastal city of Babahoyo, according to the woman's son. So she was quickly transported to the general hospital when she was found alive after banging on her own coffin. Nothing more terrifying. Oh my God. During her oh. hospital stay, she received comprehensive medical care and periodic evaluation by hospital specialists. She initially entered the hospital for a stroke and was reported dead once before. Um, so, yeah. And then she died a second time. So she was in the hospital and her condition worsened and she eventually passed away. Uh, but how do you know? So did they take her out of the coffin at the wake? Yeah. She was alive and she walked around and stuff? Yeah. And then but here's my question. Don't they, like, drain all your fluids and stuff? And Yeah. Was she pickled? That's what What's I said. What's that mean? It's like when they take all your stuff out and fill you with, like, pickle juice. No way. Yeah. Well, it's like formaldehyde, but it's like, mm. you know, it's like a science experiment. You're like one of those, like, fetal wow. pigs in a jar. You remember those in high school and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's so scary. There's nothing that scares me more than <laughs> being buried alive and then waking up and being like, I don't belong in here, or, or like that kind of that's stuff. Crazy. Or they'll like exhume a body and they'll like open the coffin and they'll see scratch marks on no the- No way. There's, that's- That's happened, yeah. Where they bury people alive on accident. Mm -hmm. oh, they used to bury oh, people man. with strings because there was like a disease. I can't remember what it was back in the day. And they would tie a string around their finger and that string would go up through the ground and they'd have a little stake on the plot of the grave and there would be a little bell on the yeah. end. Yeah. So if someone was buried alive, they could like move their hand and it would ring the bell because it would tug the bell and they'd be like, oh, they're in there. Dig them up. Because there was some sort of like a disease back in the day that like made you appear like you were dead and would like your breath would be really soft. They didn't have the machines like we do today and stuff. And they would just be like, oh, yeah, they're dead. <laughs> Nothing would scare me more than actually that. Oh, wait. Yes, it would. Because the Titanic is back in the news. This story is all over the world right now. This is a true story. I have an obsession with Titanic. I love it, but this is terrifying. This happened yeah. on Sunday of this week. A bunch, I'm going to try and remember everything. Uh, yeah. There's five people on this ship. Do you, are you familiar yeah, with yeah, this? Yeah. Uh, <gasps> five people on this. They're calling it a submarine. It's not a submarine. It's a submersive vehicle. And it fits five people in it. It's what? controlled by an old PlayStation remote. No, no. Yes. No. Yes. It is controlled by a like 1199 PlayStation remote. It has gone missing. Now, the price of each ticket to do this is $250,000. So these guys went on this submarine voyage, submersive vehicle, sorry. Um, mm. 
to travel to go see the Titanic wreckage. So the Titanic lies 435 miles south of St. John's, Newfoundland. Uh, the rescue mission is being run from Boston, Massachusetts. The missing craft is believed to be Ocean Gate's Titan Submersible, a truck-sized sub that holds five people and usually dives with a four-day emergency supply of oxygen. As of today, they have not found the ship, and there's only about 40 hours left of oxygen. Oh, man. On Monday afternoon... The Coast Guard told a news conference, we anticipate there's something between 70 and the full 96 available at this point. Nope, today it's 40. He also said that two aircraft, a submarine and sonar buoys, were involved in the search for the vessel, but noted the area in which the search is taking place was remote, making operations difficult. So one of the billionaires is like this UK billionaire. There's another billionaire from Pakistan and his son. So that's three. I can't remember who the fourth or the fifth one is. Do they test these things? Yes, but I think I'm going to make a theory. Okay. When you get down that deep, the smallest error is so dangerous because the pressure is so much. Not only is it freezing, but they're saying that the... um, the thing itself was a little janky. The like it was just a little like I mean anything the smallest hole or ding or something, you go down that deep, it's gonna go like it'll implode. Like oh. like it doesn't bust out like water just goes at like I think something said at like three thousand miles an hour. So for like a few milliseconds, it feels like you're on fire. Underwater, it's terrifying, <laughs> and so they have not found this. They are ongoing. They can't pick up anything. It's just disappeared. Um, I did. I, you know, I, I don't mean to be a little dark, but I'm gonna be a little dark. <laughs> I think this is the third class passengers from the Titanic getting their revenge on the first class passengers. You're getting into ghost theories. Mm-hmm. Wait, say that again. Third? The third class, third like class. the Irish immigrants who died on the Titanic for being third class. These guys paid $250,000 to go sit in a submarine a la Finding Nemo at Disneyland. Right. You can't even like look. You're just like, oh, there it is. There's, you know, it's yeah. this big. And I think the ghosts of the Titanic were like, oh. $250,000. Like, what could you have done with that money? You could have donated that to a charity. You could have helped. These guys are just like, let's go jerk off with the Titanic. <laughs> would you guys ever do this for 250 Absolutely grand? not. I Absolutely just, not. I was just thinking I'd rather see the set from the movie of Titanic yes. for this money. I will go see Titanic in New York. That I won't see. Oh, it's supposed to be so good. I will go see the Titanic experience where I can actually like put my hand in the water and be like, yeah, that's cold. <laughs> Warm it up. I'm not, uh, there's no, 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 no. I'm not doing this Elon I'm Musk shit. I'm not even shit. going out far in the ocean. I wouldn't even no. go, I wouldn't even go on a cruise. Yeah, you wouldn't do a cruise? No. Absolutely? No. What, I want to know if I could run. That's my, <laughs> even when I go to on the road to hotels, 
I don't ever want to go top floor. I want to be on third floor so I could run down the stairs and run. I just Ooh. want to know how to. I just could because I want to. I don't know. Yeah. I want to know if I could run. Like in New York, I was never high. Screw that. I want to run if I need to exit. Yeah. Yeah. I get <laughs> I, I that. I can't do a boat. There's nothing more terrifying because also it's so dark. Uh-uh. The water is so dark. There's nothing else there. And I could not imagine you're in. Say if it is there. I think they're I think they're all dead. I hate to be morbid and dark, but honestly, I don't think they're going to find them. I think it's like. It just looks kind of dinky. It's dinky, and it's Why like not be a submarine. Yeah, it it looks like you like the the Finding Nemo experience at Disneyland. You know those like yeah, it should know, be those little tiny subs or a just submarine could go really deep, right? Yeah, yeah, but this is just some like oh, this some billionaires but, like and hearing Xbox like no, I don't trust an Xbox controller. Yeah. If I'm spending two hundred fifty thousand dollars, I need a I need like experience. But is I, this legit uh, website with news? The actual that it's Xbox. Well, it was like a PlayStation remote. If you, John, did, let's see if you can like pull it up. Just look at well, the. I just co- didn't know if it was. It was, Oh no, it's BBC. That's news. it right there. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh-uh. uh. Look at it. It's uh, yeah. If it was N sixty four, maybe. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I have another question. Would yeah. You guys. Would you guys go to Jurassic Park? Yes. Really? Yes. I want nothing to do. I don't care if I could run. I want nothing to do with that. Oh, oh, where they filmed it? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I mean, like if Jurassic Park was a real thing, the way oh. that like people go, that is a recipe for disaster. I want nothing to do with Jurassic Park. Nothing good can come of that. Well, wait, hold on. Are we talking about Jurassic Park if the dinosaurs did not escape? Well, you don't know that. That's that's like saying right. going on the submarine if it's not going to sink. Yeah, sure. Why not? I feel like every movie could kill you. Like <laughs> Titanic, you're like, oh, I'm going to go visit the Titanic. Like, could kill you. Jurassic Park, totally could kill you. Forrest Gump, don't get me started. You know? <laughs> Any movie, yeah. It's like, yeah, the same thing. with You're like, oh, I'm not going into the ocean. Like, uh-uh. oh. No, especially with all these shark attacks that have just recently happened. No, thank you. Uh-uh. All right, we have time for one more story. Well, I want to get back. I hope they're found. Yes. But. But. I I yeah. could not, just the claustrophobia, just the sitting in a tin uh, can. No. Where did they poop and pee and stuff? There is a toilet on the, um, uh, on the, subversive on the thing. Vehicle. Yeah, but I don't know like where it goes. Oh, I hope. I mean, and then also like, who are the people you're with? Are they not? Uh, n- I hope they weren't annoying. Oh, they're totally annoying. They're billionaires. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I they're see, probably I see. sitting there freaking out, being like, "I'm a uh, fucking billionaire, and I'm oh, stuck I in this see. tin can." Yeah, yeah. Oh God, it's so scary. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, let's end it on a note. Uh, this is actually kind of funny because I don't want kids. As of now, I, I, I couldn't imagine having children, so I don't really like know um, a lot about kids. But this story made me go, really? So this article popped up. It says, teachers in Switzerland are complaining about too many students wearing diapers in class because they don't know how to use the toilet. Kids are going to school as early as four years old, and now, so yeah, you might actually find some still in diapers. 
the head of the Swiss Federation of Teachers told this newspaper, when 11-year-olds come to school in diapers, that's a worrying trend. Many lots, tots, tots many tots, <laughs> many lots, I don't know, it's Switzerland. Many tots have become so accustomed to wearing diapers that they lose interest in transitioning out of the convenient but unsanitary method. The average age to potty train children is between 18 months and 24 months. Didn't know that. I didn't know they had teeth like till like three weeks ago. According, <laughs> so many parents seem to be avoiding the training session of potty training. Jeez. So now these 11-year-old kids are showing up in diapers. Nasty. Kids Can you blame them? Who? I mean, people are going in diapers to like a Taylor Swift concert. I feel like people are just wearing diapers now. I could never. No. I couldn't do it. I don't want to know what it's like. Where, why aren't the parents teaching them? Because they're, they're Swiss. Oh. <laughs> they're Swiss. Just, they're just like... Flan, you need to just poop and pee. <laughs> just poop and pee is fine. The teacher will take care of it for you. Poor teachers. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I, 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 I mean, my God, I feel I, teachers need to be taken care of. Yeah, no, there's just so much they have to deal with, and now they have to deal with your shitty kids. Literally, there's nothing I would want. And this is why we need bullying. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, you're wearing diapers. Yeah. Today. And then the next day, they're like, you know what? I'm, I'm done not... with them. And yeah. yeah. This is why we need bullies. We need like, hey, do you see that Tommy wears a diaper? Gross. He's 11. <laughs> Tommy wears a diaper. And he's like, shut up, you guys. Just wasn't potty trained right. Gross. And then the next day, Tommy comes back and he's okay. like, motherfuckers, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you. I'm going to piss on the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Rudy story we need. Right. He pissed in the toilet. Go, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too much. I yeah. can't deal with it. Uh -uh. All right. Well, Melissa, I am so happy you got to join us today. Me too. Um, I hope you had fun. Just, I did. I had a great time. Good. I'm glad. Dun dun. Dun dun. Dun dun. <laughs> how do you say, how do you say, I hear it. I hear it. Dun dun. Dun dun. I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to that. In we the need to do, I'm gonna make you. You're okay. gonna make a Latin version okay, okay. of Padam Padam, <laughs> and you're gonna be so rich. It's gonna be ridiculous. Dong 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 dong. Where can everyone find you? You know, you can find me at melissavcr.com and Melissa V Comedy and Melissa V Art. Yeah. Um, Twitter is gone. I'm sorry. You're done with it. I got rid Good of it. Good for you. I can't. It's. Every time I try to go on it, and it's just... Kill it's, yourself! Oh, my it's God. It's too much. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I also was like, I, I, I got to limit who gets to talk to me. And, yes. And who gets access to my heart. Absolutely. Your tondong. My tondong. Um, <laughs> yes, go definitely check out Melissa's art, because it's so cute. Uh, Evan and I have one of her pieces that's framed in our apartment, and it's Aww. just such a little joy. It's right by our Thanks. little plants, and it's the cutest little Yay. like snail, like... Little inspirational quote. Make yeah. sure to check out our book. Do you have dates coming up that yes, you want to? Yeah. Yes. Well, when's this release? This will be coming out today. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, we're All fast. because right, it's update news. Yeah, uh, comes news. out at 9 o'clock Pacific. Um, this weekend, I'm in Kansas City, Missouri. It's Friday, Saturday. There's two shows, 7 and 9.30. They were going to have at 10 p.m. And I was like, no, 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 make it 9.30. Ten's too late for Melissa. Put and put, Yeah, put her on the third floor, guys. She doesn't like high buildings, all right? Um, and then 
I think after that, I think it's just more like, like Georgia, South Carolina. But yeah, MelissaVillasingar.com. Awesome. I will be in San Diego this weekend at Ooh. the Humphreys Theater. Um, actually, I actually kind of want to look it up. Oh, Humphreys Concerts by the Bay. Ooh. It's an outdoor venue, so it's supposed Humphrey. to be pretty. Yeah, Humphreys Concerts like- by the Bay Summer Series. I will be there that with Heather McDonald fun. and Chris Frangiola. We will be Ooh. having a good time. And then Montreal, I will be in Canada um, at the end of July at the Just for Last Festival. I made it. I'm the BB Rexa of comedy. Yay. And uh, we will see you next time on Just Saying. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, tell everyone. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. achieve the American dream, the big house, the happy family, the money. Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship. The studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.